Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What's up, Door Bumper Clear fans? I'm Jason Schultz, and we're all coming to you remotely again this week. We have William Byron and Elliot Sadler joining the show. The guys will talk to them and then discuss Timmy Hill's big iRacing victory, the upcoming NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader, and so much more. Ready, set, go. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. This is TJ Majors. And uh, virtually joining me today. Uh, What's up? Brett Griffin, spotter for... uh Hell, none of a spot for anything anymore. (laughs) I don't know what we do right now. I'm on quarantine day number 13. TJ did yesterday. It's true. Brought back old times. What's up, Freddie Kraft? Uh, not doing a whole lot of anything these days. Just hanging out with Casey and our, our producer, Jason. Sitting on that couch. Oh, <laughs> are you? Hey, so if that couch is big enough, are you able to socially distance yourself from Megan? Yeah, we're, we can stay. Me, Megan, and my brother can stay six feet apart. It's amazing. They have to text each other. They can't even hear each other. That couch is so big. <laughs> I wish. Hey, Jason, can we make it where everybody can hear all those stupid questions that Casey asked before we actually go live on one of these things? All because, I ask like, is I, if you could hear like, if I got an email. I don't understand. Like I, like I've never heard a Zoom until you guys, and I've never Skyped until you guys. But at least I don't ask a lot of stupid questions. I've never used Zoom before. Okay. Obviously. You're really you just told me. You said you had. You just told us no, you do Zoom use, all the time. I use Teams or WebEx. I don't use Zoom, so sorry. You are just. <laughs> you are. You've started the show off real great right now. Real great. Thank you. Well, we were ready to record ten minutes ago, but we had to wait on you to ask those questions, and then by the time we were ready to record question, again, I had to use my up. face reset. Like then, when he's getting ready to count down three, two, one, let's record. I had to re-enter my password. That's how long we sat there. My phone went back to. I feel its so bad for screen. your wife who has to live with you because I honestly could barely take a show with you each week. I think they were getting ready to move. I think our both of our wives were getting ready to leave us yesterday. Before we get started, we have to do a check because you know we're recording at home, we're recording remotely, and we can only see each other's heads. So, is everyone wearing pants? Can we do a pants no. check? <laughs> I mean, I've got pants on, yes. 
Good, good. Just trying to make sure. <laughs> Brett would be the one I'm Was concerned it? about. <laughs> and I wish everybody could have seen Brett's hair about 15 minutes ago. It was amazing. <laughs> I didn't even know he had hair, and it was a, it was. <laughs> you look like that that uh, that kid from um, what's that super like that family of superheroes, The Incredibles. Oh yeah, the, the kid from The Incredibles. Oh boy. So, TJ, how'd your race go yesterday? Uh, man, it went, it went really good, um, until we got wrecked, um, trying to think of how it went. So I, I was looking at the, um, the time left in practice before the, the warm up before the race and it said like 38 minutes. So I went in and started playing with Stella for a little while and I, for about 15, 20 minutes and I came back into the computer room and they were on lap 15. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> Apparently, it'll start the race without your spotter and that stuff. So uh, <laughs> that was uh, interesting. I came back. I'm like, hey, uh, did I miss any cautions or anything? And they're like, no, but where have you been? <laughs> like, oh, I kind of didn't know they were advancing it so quickly. But uh, I saw, I know you guys watched the race and stuff, but pretty fun race. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's getting, um, it's taken off more than I thought it would as far as the spotting stuff in there. You're starting to do like most, cause you have an in-game spotter as well. But, uh, there's a, you know, it's funny cause you can see guys drive on there with the same tendencies they have in real life. It's one thing that I noticed. So you see guys make moves they would make, um, in real life, but pretty fun time. I think we got caught up in a wreck a little bit there and, and, uh, they did a good job. Stefan did a good job of, playing the part of the crew chief with his headset on and his, his uniform and everything, which after about five minutes of straight laughing, after I saw him start a stream, I was ready to go, but pretty good time. Fun to do. I skipped around a little bit and I saw Brett would have been proud because Brett was mad yesterday that the drivers didn't have their fire suits on for branding purposes. Well, but, apparently uh, D. Benedetto did. Really? <laughs> did you see his tweet? No. Oh my God. You should you probably go back tweet? to that. Yeah, you follow yeah. him on Twitter? Uh, no, I saw that uh, somebody retweeted it. He um, tweets way too many pictures with his shirt off for me. I can't follow guys like that. Well, <laughs> Look yeah. at me, I'm back in the gym. It's basically like, in the gym. Yeah. Woo, he, he always dreamed of, of racing in his underwear or something like that, and he, he proved yeah, it. Yeah, he was standing so. uh, next to his computer in his underwear, and it was pretty, uh... What? Yes. Oh. You should go back to That's it. why I don't follow people like that. It's not normal. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Every time I see one, every time I hear one of us curse, I see Jason's hand reach into his little screen and hit something. <laughs> there is a one single person in the world that's ever been motivated by somebody tweeting a picture from a gym. You look like an idiot sending pictures. If you send pictures from the gym or the bathroom, you look like an idiot. I always I think know. of like what the people at the gym think of the person, like when they're like posing butt out at, at the mirror. You know, like what's the people behind them? Like, look at this moron. After seeing the picture of you two in your shorts, I was motivated to go to the gym. <laughs> See, that works. We know what works. <laughs> it was drafty in Brett's house yesterday for some reason. The uh, the race was uh, was fun though. What'd y'all think of it? I saw. Where, did you miss a wreck or something? I saw Junior get on your ass one time about I don't know. You, you weren't. He hit the fence and was in the grass and you didn't know how that. Oh yeah, because I so we're just riding along there. You know how them long runs go when you're all separated out and everything. You, 
I look back and he's sliding through the grass. I'm like, what in the hell did you just do? <laughs> and uh, and that, so I had to go back and for some reason my replay wouldn't go back and look. And he's like, well, I got loose. Basically, he messed up. He made a mistake and hit the wall. And I was like, I mean, as far as like, because you're kind of playing a crew chief because you're thinking about your strategy too a little bit at that point because you got nothing else to do. So um, I look up and he's just sliding through the grass and you're like, well, what happened? And then like, you know, I guess the drive. You know how the drivers are. They expect you to your eyes to be on them the entire time and the rest of the field at the entire time, so you can see every little thing that happens. But yeah, I figured, okay, well, you're by yourself. I don't know. I guess he he said he just messed up, but uh, part of it kind of ruined my day. I can't believe how many people have gotten on board with this. Like whether it was watching qualifying on YouTube, I can't remember what the numbers were. I was looking at it yesterday, but. I mean, just qualifying, like, making it in the race was huge. And I saw a stat, and Jason, I, don't, uh, I wrote it down now, I can't even find it, but um, how many people have signed up for iRacing since this? You know what? At least I looked it up, okay? You two. Like, you two. Brett, TJ, y'all need to chill, okay? Yeah, you guys are mean. Thank you. Uh, I know I know. Steve Myers has tweeted some stuff about how many memberships they've gained Mm-hmm. Um, in the last week, and I, it was up. I forget how what the percentage was, but um, <clears throat> it's a it's really good for them. I'm sure business is good for them right now. Yeah, it's a great product. There's nothing else to do. There's no other sport that can simulate what we're able to simulate from a viewing experience. Look, the drivers aren't in fire suits. The drivers aren't pulling G's. The driver's asses aren't getting any feedback from the car, which is requiring them to call in adjustments to a crew chief, right? You don't have any of that. But from a pure racing perspective, it's the best thing we got. It's the best option we got going. I mean, the ratings for last week were I mean, phenomenal. Yeah, it was the most watched, obviously, because there weren't anything going on. But it was, I want to say it was on par with an Xfinity race or so. Um, yeah, to have a million viewers yeah. watch a, a video game being televised is phenomenal. And I think what makes that attractive is the names. You got a lot of big names in this thing. You know, there's a lot of big names that were missing yesterday, too. Uh, but just imagine if we got, you know, the top 35 in points to go out and run this thing. The ratings would be probably even more so than what they are. I mean, I don't think Pinsky had but one driver present yesterday with Blaney, right? Uh, Logano wasn't in it, TJ. Is that right? No. Um, and Cindric, uh didn't qualify in. He ran that qualifying race. Yeah, so Blaney was the only guy. I mean, you look at Stuart Haas, uh, Clint's the only guy in there, right? Where's Harvick? Where's Custer? Where's Amarola? Like, if you got, honestly, the top 35 guys in points, I think you'd see the ratings almost double. Yeah. I almost wonder, since they're getting so many people involved in it now, that if you don't do a, a truck Xfinity race on Saturday and the top 10 of that race or whatever fill out the cut field that, that shows up or something like that. Yeah, you almost you have know. to. I mean, they had they had what thirty three guys, thirty four guys in that last chance race yesterday, and we we yeah. talked about it a little bit on our broadcast. Like, there's a guy, there's guys in that race that probably technically should be locked in the cup race, and there's probably guys in the cup race. Yeah, I that think uh, shouldn't be in the top, cup race. If you're a top Xfinity driver, you should pretty much be locked into the cup race. Uh, like just Briscoe, guys with cup experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, Briscoe to me, all guys should be in there. Um, guys that have been around the sport for a long time. I don't know. Allgaier was Allgaier was a moron in that LCQ. I don't know what the hell he, he was. He was a there. moron when he ran Atlanta with me too. That's a, <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. I, what was the deal? Like, were you in that LCQ at all? Like, were you listening? Like, when no, Anchor went up there and no, I heard it was pretty entertaining though. I'm and, sure it uh, was. 
Yeah, your, your guy, your guy is very animated. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised you're not in there. You should have a live stream to his channel, which I'm sure you could get. But uh, yeah, you should. Bubba's? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. he was he was streaming live on Twitch yesterday. But he's I don't know gonna if make. He's going to make um, E-Radio active this week. <laughs> or I heard him last, yelling no, at, that's what he did last week. I heard him yelling at Suarez one time yesterday. It was yeah, on his, that, uh, no, it was this story. week then. He did. He, uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he'll make, he's going to make E-Radio active. Yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, I, I was watching still. the World of Outlaws race, and that was just as good, too. So I feel like other sports are now following suit, which is impressive. Yeah, there's, 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 a there's a an IndyCar race. Yeah, yeah, there's a midget. The midget race starts next Thursday, I think. Should be good. So I'm I'm ready for like UFC to take up. It's going to be like Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz in the in the virtual game. <laughs> They're going to fight each other and stream from their houses or something like that. And we we got to bet on them. I feel uh, it's definitely going to help them get ready for their next match. That's how realistic it all is. <laughs> I feel so horrible for the wives because I've personally had to tell Chad we need to limit how much you're on iRacing. Um, because it down. is ridiculous. Like you can be on there all day and all night, and it's it's too much, too much. You know what, what Casey? What else you, is he gonna do? Yeah, I mean, you need to uh, let him have his fun me. now. You need to let him that's have his fun now, there. because when that that little that thing in your belly pops out, that's gonna change. He'll still be eye racing. What a, Let's what be a good real. Wife. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. All right. Well, it is in your living room. I mean, you could put the it, you can't miss it. play right next to it. He claims that because he's eye racing and I'm sitting on the couch, that's spending time together. That it counts. So that's that's true. That it is, is actually true. true. You're probably nope. closer than Freddie and Megan. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a fact. All right. Well, before we get started, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. OfferPad.com provides the best way to buy and sell a home. OfferPad wants to make things easy for you. That's why they have eliminated the common pain points associated with the traditional buying or selling experience. Yeah, that includes picking your own closing date, avoiding showings and open houses, and a free local move. It doesn't get much simpler. Man, it doesn't. OfferPad provides a personal, hands-on approach to buying and selling homes that even makes the process fun. OfferPad is shaking up the real estate industry and delivering an exceptional customer experience. When it's time to buy or sell a home, Choose OfferPad.com. Hey, Freddie, let's call up uh, Elliot Sadler and William Byron and see what they're up to. Let's get them on the horn. What's up, Willie B? What's up? How you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm good. I talked to your buddy yesterday. Oh, did you? Zach? Yeah. yeah. How was that? It was good. He's going to give me a loner and let me try it first. Okay. So gotcha. see, I live right here. I mean, I'm right here close to him. Yeah. So he's going to bring me a, a rig down, let me try it and goof off with it first before I go spending all that money you have spent. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so, so typical Clint, he brings me a simulator. We take it out of his truck. We bring it in my house, and he leaves. They don't nobody tell me how to turn it on. They don't nobody tell me how to get in races. They don't nobody tell me so Elliot, I know you well enough to know you love computers about as much as I do. Like you better have Willie B on speed dial because it is confusing to get up and going. Well, I called Willie B after the race yesterday when texting him, and I'm like, all right, you know, I was a good teammate when you got started. So now I'm hoping, you know, something's coming full circle. So now that uh, he screwed up and didn't change his uh, cell phone number, so I still have it. 
But I'm going to try a rig, and uh, as long as we can get it plugged in and turned on, then I, I might have to lean on him a little bit. That's we'll true. Well, yeah, you helped me a lot. I, so I got to help I, back. William, here's the text I sent Elliot. I said, hey, these cars were really loose to drive on this iRacing thing. He texts me back. He's like, that's why I quit racing. I don't like loose race cars. <laughs> that's why I had to retire, man. I got tired of being loose in. Don't tell me. Uh, is that what happened to you? Your All your iRacing stuff, Brett, were you loose in the whole time? I was looser off than I was in, but I didn't understand the throttle thing. That's where William's going to have to come in. And William... Elliot is very computer illiterate unless he's learned a lot in the last 15 months when I hadn't seen him as much. So like, he's going to wear you out. I'm just warning you. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's even harder when you don't start with it. Like, because it's all based on your eye tracking. So it's like you can't feel anything, which is, t- I mean, it just takes a while to learn that. But yeah, because the loose end, you'll just see it with your eyes and you're like, all of a sudden you're sideways. So I'm okay with that because the games I play now, video games, it is all based off your vision. So that was actually a question I had for you. You know, I saw some of the guys like Denny or whoever, they have rigs that move. So do the rigs move in that direction so your butt feels it or are you still using your eyes to, to, to and, and kind of catch it with the vision first, like watching the front of your car? Yeah, it's so for me, I just use it with my vision, but like Denny's got that rig that basically moves and I think it yaws out a little bit. So like it has, it has like lateral movement. So it it kind of, I guess, gives you that sensation, but I've tried a couple of those. I mean, obviously they're super expensive, but I I don't think, I don't think you're ever going to get the feel that you would have in your car. So you just have to, you know, you just have to like, I use the steering wheel in there to kind of know where I'm at with that. And then, um, you know, you can kind of visually see that. And that once you get used to the front of your car, like you said, you, you know, you kind of adapt um, over time. Can, can you take, William, can you take Elliot and put him in a room and like him follow you? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we, uh, we had a session up this past week with uh, Jimmy and Chase and Alex, and we just kind of, you, you can learn a lot from just following somebody and kind of being in the same like chat basically. So like, I've got an esports team, so I just get my one of my guys to to run laps with me. We kind of learn off each other that way, so um, that helps probably the most of anything. I, I saw some guy, like I think it's Denny's guys, maybe I can't remember their names, but they, like they had like look like SMT data, like you know yeah. throttle trace and steering yeah, degree <laughs> angle, like it's crazy. Like I, I, it, it, I mean, obviously that helps. I would assume. It does. I mean, I don't use the data on there because I'm I'm so fed up with the fact that we have to use data every race weekend. I'm like, I don't want to have to look at like they tried to get me on that this week. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm about to get off. I'm about to just rage quit and, and turn this thing off because I I hate looking at graphs and throttle traces. I mean, that taking iRacing's already got that. You know, when you're in the sim, you can look at your own stuff. So I don't think it's worth looking at a bunch of data, but. So, Brett, I've got to tell you this. So, I texted William yesterday, and I wanted him to give me a direction because, obviously, he's fast, and I know because of how good he is, but he also would have knowledge of what rigs to use. So, I'm like, William, which rigs are good? Because, obviously, the ones that Clint Boyer and Brett have are broke. <laughs> I don't want that kind. <laughs> or the one Kyle Bush has, he sucks at it. <laughs> he's a pretty good driver. So, I don't want that rig. So that was my first text to him. 
I want one that works. <laughs> oh, I think mine was me. I don't think it was a rig. I think it was me. I it sucked at it. One hundred percent you. Oh, it was not good. Have you been watching the races on TV, Elliot? So I have. We watched both of them from flag to flag. Uh, my son is eat up with it. He likes watching the the i racing better than the the real racing. I mean, we watched it flag to flag. So that's kind of got my curiosity up because he wants to kind of get in it and play and do things. And I'm like, man, that's a way for me to show him, uh, you know, some different things about racing and kind of showing kind of what I did because he never got to really see, you know, really what I did when he was when he was so young. So that got my curiosity up. But he loved watching it. Now he liked Homestead better because there was a wreck every 10 or 15 laps uh, as compared to what it was at Texas. But he, he enjoyed both races. He didn't like uh, Timmy bumping William out of the way because he, you know, he knew William and Daddy were teammates. So he was pulling for uh, William this past weekend. Uh, but he definitely watched and liked it. I keep picking William to win, and he keeps screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you think so. I had a couple people text me like, that damn Timmy Hill, he cost me 300 bucks. I'm like. <laughs> well, me and Freddie had 100, and I had you, and you, that's the second week in a row you've dominated this thing, and then we don't win the race. Appreciate it. Hey, we're working together still. It's so funny because me and Freddie will pick a guy in the front, and I pick you, and then we have to pick a guy in the back, and we ended up, I pick Clint, and he picks Bubba because they're nowhere to be found in these races. <laughs> Bubba's machine is broke too, isn't it? Is his broke? Uh, he's bl- he'll blame it on something. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but he'll blame it on something. Right. So, how many hours a week are you doing this right now to get ready for these races? Like, are you practicing all week for this stuff? So, uh, definitely the first week, I think I I took it, you know, or I I guess I practice a lot because I was a little nervous. I was nervous that a lot of guys were going to be a lot better than you know I assumed them to be. So, uh, the first week I was nervous, and then I kind of got a lay the land, figured out who was good and, and whatnot. And then um, this week I really just did the two practice races on Saturday or uh, Friday night. And they had a couple of those. They were like 120 lappers and uh, did a couple of those, ran pretty good. And then um, did some like last minute testing with my uh, one of my drivers on the eSports team. So um, I don't know, like I, I was telling a lot of guys like the making, just making laps by yourself is not really – like there's not a huge benefit to that. Um, so I really just like to race. So if I can race three or four races a week to get ready, I feel pretty uh, prepared. So I think Bristol's going to be uh, wild for sure. I got a question, William. When you're behind guys, and it looks like on TV the draft works. Yeah. When you're behind guys like at Texas, I saw you pulling down trying to block, especially those last restarts. Mm-hmm. When people get behind you, can I mean – are you getting arrow tight also if you're second, third, fourth in line? And I know you can probably feel the drive yeah. from your vision. You're catching him. But is your car doing different things also when you're in line compared to clean air? So it, it's slight, but they actually took the arrow effects down from – so the first week we did that replacements race. I think um, Freddie was probably watching, and, and it was like uh, Josh Williams won. And the mm-hmm. arrow effects were really bad. So like the, the second-place car would get a draft, but it would be like you'd lose the nose twice as bad. Uh, with it so they kind of took that they kind of lessened that by like I guess uh, half basically basically made it like the old low downforce package where the guy behind has you know a chance but the draft is is twice as big so that's why I was blocking because those guys have such an advantage like it's like two tenths faster if you're in the draft at Texas so but 
Yeah. That's cool that you can feel that and kind of play that as well. Yeah. That, that part of it. How hard is Bristol going to be? Oh, it's going to – just trying to avoid the lap cars. <laughs> I feel like somebody's <laughs> going to wreck and be in the middle of the track for about a lap, and the leader's going to come by and just clobber them. So hopefully that – You could say that. You could say Daniel Suarez. Yeah. Well, you know who it's going to be. <laughs> that actually happened right in front of me. I was like – it flashed before my eyes. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Wow, that was pretty impressive. So, like, a, a driver like Elliott's good at Bristol. Like, it, can he get on there and be better at Bristol than a guy that's not? Like, and I guess, your, are your favorite tracks in real life your same favorite tracks in this game? I would say so. I mean, it's – it's um, yeah, I would say, like, my weakest tracks on there are still my weakest tracks in real life. Like, Bristol's not one of my best tracks. So, I think it's it shows up there, I would say. I mean, I, it's – you got to get loose to the loose end, like you guys were just saying. Like that's that's one of the hardest things about iRacing. It's like going in the corner and kind of keeping your hands straight, like you would in the real car, but but you don't really feel that true loose end. So you just kind of go ahead and turn the wheel, and then all of a sudden you're sideways. So that's that's tough. I mean, especially for Bristol, I feel like guys are gonna guys are gonna have to learn that. Have you um so ha- have you raced a lot at Bristol yet, or or run it some this season, getting ready for this race? So. Back in the off season, there was uh, they had like they call them fixed races. So there's like everyone has the same setup, which is what Sunday was. Um, so I ran a couple of those in the in the Xfinity car, and uh, it was fun. I mean, it was good. It was um, pretty pretty normal uh, Bristol things. You kind of run the top. You know, they don't have the the PJ one on the bottom, so you you can run the bottom for maybe a lap or two, um, kind of like it was a couple of years back. But uh, yeah, so it's it's a top dominant racetrack, I would say. That's what I was wondering because Homestead was not. You know, you guys ran the middle to the bottom, and you yeah. nobody ran up. You know, like like we do in the race. So I was wondering if Bristol was the same way, or you know, or the computer kind of gives you more of a better line to run. Yeah, and I think honestly, there's going to be a lot of you know bumping and banging because it's not real defined. Like Homestead, the reason I think Homestead was a really good race is because like we didn't quite run the bottom cause that wasn't the fast way. So like everybody's kind of fighting for that seam and mm. that's what created a lot of, a lot of, you know, good racing. I think is kind of having a, a not clear defined groove, kind of having two grooves. So what's too wide going to be like at Bristol with these cars uh, restarts and stuff. I, I think so. Like, you know how like you'll come off the corner of Bristol and if you get a little tight, like you'll, if that guy comes off the wall at all, you can come together. So I think there's going to be some of that. So like guy on the tops coming with a big run and the guy in the middle is kind of trying to run his line and the, the closing rates really fast. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of that. Um, I, I, I'm here in heat races. So I, I think that'll be fun. I think, I think a shorter race would be better. Honestly, I think Homestead was good because it was a, a little bit shorter. Um, there's really no need to have a, you know, a long race on there. There's definitely a lot of cautions in the first one. And then yeah. the, the race yesterday, the first wreck should have been a caution. There were 20 guys wrecking, and I was going nuts. <laughs> and we just kept going. I was like, man, is the tower sleeping on this thing or what? But I guess that was for TV. Yeah, Kyle Bush was rolling around there with no with um, no front bumper, no front end. I was like, this is – I don't know what just happened. but And then Michael McDowell, I don't know if they ever showed that, but Michael McDowell, he missed the start of the race but we ran an extra pace lap. So he ended up being the leader 
So like we took the green and we're all blown by him as he's trying to let the field go. I think that's what caused the wreck. <laughs> that's funny. We were all saying that if Dale Jr. or Danica had been a lucky dog position in that first wreck, that we would have got a caution. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's mean. <laughs> Conspiracy theory on iRacing. <laughs> uh, William, we talked to TJ about this on the show, but just touch on the fact that you don't really need – like the Denny Ham $100,000 setup or, you know, you see Timmy and, and guys like Ty racing with laptops and just talk, you know, talk a little bit about that where, you know, you don't really need the big setup. Yeah. You, you don't need the, you know, like you guys said, I mean, I started with a Logitech wheel um, that I think was what Timmy uses um, and some pedals. I mean, the, the pedal feel is definitely, you know, that's kind of personal preference. You can have the nicest pedals you want. Um, you know, it's just personal preference feel wise, but, um, yeah, you honestly, you can get going in this thing for about, I would say 300 bucks, you know, three, 300 to 400 bucks. You could have a laptop set up, um, and have Wi-Fi and, and be okay. So, um, you know, honestly, it's, I, I, I definitely don't want them to, or everyone out there to think you got to have a, you know, 30, 40,000 rig, like, like Denny or, or, I mean, mine's probably half of that. Um, so I'm probably halfway in between, but, um, you don't have to have that. That's just kind of personal preference so elliot's on a fixed income so we got to go I easy am, on him. i'm retired man i'm retired i'm on a fixed income that's why we're so full-blown unemployed over here so we feel you <laughs> hey the, that's what the, the cool part about it uh i don't want y'all to take this the wrong way but watching real races the last year i've been so busy doing baseball stuff that i hadn't really watched any races because we play travel ball tournaments every saturday and sunday you know, while you guys are racing. So I'll catch up on the news on Sunday nights or Monday morning, you know, see who did what. But with everything shut down, I'm really glad you guys have done this iRacing deal. It's brought, I mean, I got people at home texting me that don't, I wouldn't think would watch an iRacing event that absolutely love it. They just want something in their life that has something to do with racing, and we thoroughly enjoyed watching it. That's why I've kind of got the bug now going, damn, this is something – I can do and I can hit something and it ain't, it ain't going to hurt nowhere near as hard as the last time I hit a real one. Yeah. So yeah. I can try this out. So I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to crossing that bridge. Yeah. I'm glad it's, it's kind of given somebody some, or giving people something to watch. And I think for me, I think that for a kid out there that this is exactly what a 12 year old to 15 year old kid needs to inspire to try to get on like that. That's where our market needs to be is, Hey, you know, the kid, the race fan at home that goes to the racetrack and doesn't know how to get in a go-kart or get in a late model, you know, get him on there and let him have some fun. Uh, that's what, that's what it was for me. So I hope it, I hope it's like that for more kids out there. Yeah. We wanted to bring the old retired guy, a retired guy and the new young gun guy. Uh, obviously Elliot's going to get into iRacing now. So we want to bring you guys together. Uh, me and Freddie were sitting around yesterday. We were like, man, how cool would it be to pull these guys into the same conference call? So Jason hooked it up, man. We appreciate you guys coming on. Elliot, I know you're, uh, drawing your 401k. Williams earning his 401k and me and Freddie are on the sidelines just wondering when the mail, mailbox is going to open back up with a paycheck in it. Well, I, I gotta, so y'all have so serious today with your questions. I know. Yeah. I know. William has not had a chance to see y'all's outfit during the I races, but y'all y'all need to start posting that crap online where those guys actually have something to laugh at. I mean, with, it's there. But you didn't dress up for us today, so I'm a little offended. I choose to be offended. We we get offended a lot nowadays. I choose to be offended. Casual Monday. Casual Monday. <laughs> and look, William. William, I'll give you some advice. 
So Brett and I allegedly have bet on a lot of Super Bowl games in our lifetime. Oh, boy. He usually, whoever he votes on in the Super Bowl <laughs> freaking gets their butts kicked, and it's oh. not even close. So you probably want to tell him to quit betting on <laughs> yeah, you. Quit. He's not going to win an eye race if he yeah. gets betting on you. Just, just assume I'm going to run 30th this week. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'll pick somebody else. I'm hey, done with you. Ray, before you get out of here, one two-part question here. Are you going to pay Timmy Hill back? And if you do, are you going to do a better job of it than you did at Watkins Glen? Yeah, yeah. I'm, the damage model would kill my front end just like it would at Watkins So I'm, I'm going to avoid that. And I also, I also got a, uh, a little, uh, you know, advice. Don't do it so obvious that they, that they do it, that they do like uh, Suarez did. Where, where they yeah, don't do that. Kick you out of the race. So I don't know. I, I got to be careful about it. But um, if he's holding me up, I guess, I guess we'll take care of it. I don't know. We'll see. I yeah. I don't know. He he always races good. I, I was I was pissed off after the race. I was I was so mad. But, uh, so was I. And everyone's like, "Oh, you're taking it too serious." I'm like, "Everybody's taking it serious." I'm in the you're racing. Like after after about three hours of sitting on the couch, I was like, "Okay, all right, I'm fine now." But but uh, no, we'll it'll be uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully hopefully we just lead the whole thing. Ten four. I'm looking forward to watching it. Oh, he may be being a part of it. Depends on when I can get my stuff yeah. here. I don't know the qualifications. I don't know who I'm supposed to call, but I, I think I'll get all this information later during the week. I think Denny and William have a lot of influence, so I would channel everything through your Virginia buddy, Denny, and then obviously William. Okay. <laughs> it's fun watching some of these guys, though. We, I don't want to mention any names, but some of these guys hit so much stuff every lap. It brings a lot to the program. <laughs> it does. It's one kid. It's one kid. I, I don't know his first name. A Philo or Philo or something. He hit something almost every single lap. Tell that chicken Alfredo. I have no idea. It's a, a, a Frito or something. But he hit something every lap. Alfredo. He brings a lot to the program. You got to have that part of it. <laughs> you got to have entertainment. Even the people, even the people helping me in the race, get so distracted by all the people wrecking, they start laughing. Like we're coming to do our green flag stop, and they're laughing because everybody's wrecking, getting on pit road. Uh, hey, great question. What the heck do y'all have to do, like, getting on pit road? Like, how, how how much are you in control of what's going on as far as your pit road speed limit and all of that? How does that work? So so it's easier than real life, obviously. So you got a pit road – you have a pit road speed at the top of your uh, – at the top of your screen there. Um, and it's kind of funny. So if you go above 45, it'll just – it has this little uh, – it just says slow down explanation point right underneath the 45. So you just have to try to keep 45 all the way down. And if it's just like our stuff, if you got a segment, so it's in segments. So it's the average of that segment. Okay. It is. Yeah. Okay. Segments. So, but getting on pit road with your uh, brake biases, um, cause you run a lot of rear brake to get the car to turn. And then, and then you have to get on pit road with, <laughs> <laughs> See, Elliot's already having a panic attack. Already sweating. Real break. That's not good. I'm, I'm writing all this hey, down. 
<laughs> Speaking of Super Bowls, Elliot, William and I were in Cosmo at, uh, last year at Vegas. Freddie was with us. And yeah. William sits down wanting to play blackjack. Typical story of us teaching somebody how to play blackjack. They win all the money, and I lose all my teaching them. Same thing happened with Clint William about 10 years ago. Clint sat down. He borrowed $2,000 from Elliot. This is a true story. He started off playing $50 a hand. By the end of the night, he had $20,000 in front of him. Oh, my gosh. And he still made me pay the bar tab. <laughs> That's the crazy part is I – so Brett taught me how to play blackjack. And so Vegas made me – so I won all this money with Brett. I think it was like two nights before the race. And so I went back to Vegas for this appearance in January, and I'm like, man, I'm going to go to the exact same table, do exactly what Brett taught me to do, and I lost like – 300 bucks right away. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work all the time. Uh, oh, Phyllis, we appreciate y'all jumping on. I know Elliot's not busy, William. I know you are. Uh, me and Freddie don't have nothing to do. So if y'all want to do this again, man, just hit us up. We're bored to death. <laughs> hey, Willie, keep your phone on, man. Keep your phone on. Absolutely. I will. I'll be good to you, man. All right. Oh, oh safe, fellas. Appreciate right, it. Man. Appreciate it, guys. All right. See you guys. See you guys. All right. Enjoyed it. What is OfferPad? Well, put simply, we're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern home selling solution with a personalized human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. We buy your home from you so you can move forward the moment you're ready. We've had the pleasure of helping thousands of happy home sellers, and we'd love to help you. Getting started is easy. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. Why is Offer pad the better way because we give you what traditional selling can't certainty and control selling to offer pad means no showings you pick your closing day and we'll even move you locally for free we have a 94 percent satisfaction score and a a plus bbb rating for a reason it truly is a better way so start thinking about where you want to live next get excited about making that move with offer pad you're sold go to offerpad.com and request your free purchase offer today offer pad move freely Spot on, spot on, spot off. Spot off, spot off. Spot on, spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. First topic, we have a list of coronavirus updates. The first one, a NASCAR employee tested positive after being in Atlanta. Second, NASCAR cutting employee salaries by 20%. North Carolina starts a stay-at-home order for one month, and the Indy 500 postponed until August 23rd. How about TJ? Oh, man. Um, You know, it's always spot off on you never want to hear that type of stuff, but uh, these are new times for everybody. I don't think anybody's ever been through anything like this. Um... You know, spot off because it's affecting a lot of people's lives. I just wish we could, you know, look forward to getting through this and everything getting back to normal so people can, you know, start getting normal routine of life back. Freddie. Yeah, I mean, spot off, obviously, um, across the board. Uh, I think that's kind of why we saw Atlanta become the, the mess that it was. Maybe if they if they had found out somebody had coronavirus before we got down there, there was a reason why we were on, you know, like just kind of pulled a plug in the middle of the weekend. Um Getting paid is kind of the way of the world. Um, probably should be happy that they're getting paid still at all. I mean, it obviously sucks to have to take a pay cut, but at least you're still getting something. A lot of people aren't aren't in that boat. Um, spot off on the 
uh, quarantine. I mean, it's spot on because obviously it'll get us down quicker. You know, it'll it'll hopefully get this thing cleared up so we get back to work. Um, but it sucks because now, I mean, I've been locked in my house for a week. The only time, the only two times I left my house the last two weeks is to go to Brett's for that broadcast. So I've kind of been doing this anyway. But uh, I guess we won't be doing that either. But um, at eighty five hundred, just uh, kind of sucks that it's not on that Memorial Day weekend. Kind of you know losing the tradition of the race, but just spot off across the board. But hopefully everybody does their part. We'll get this stuff over with and and back to normal soon. I think what sucks around all this is just the uncertainty, man, is uh, when will we actually be able to turn the lights on? We know for originally it was for two weeks we were turning the lights off, and, and then it was a hell of a lot longer than two weeks, right? It was seven weeks, eight weeks, whatever it was, and now for 30 days, all of us here in North Carolina have been told to literally shelter in place. So outside of going to the grocery store, they really don't want you doing anything uh, as far as being around people. So it's like we're on vacation, um, but we're not, A, we're not getting paid, and B, we can't go do anything. So it's a really weird feeling. Obviously, we're all uh, experiencing this together. And, and, I mean, to TJ and Freddie's point, spot off, this sucks. So with the stay-at-home order for a month, I mean, that obviously means teams can't work. Do, do we think that that's a sign maybe the – it'll be extended even further as far as not making Martinsville or what are your thoughts there? Here's the thing, Casey, like we can turn these cars around and have them ready to go in no time. Um, a lot of these cars are already sitting there ready to go anyway. The The shops had to close today at five o'clock, but a lot of shops have already been closed for the last three weeks. You know, I know guys that have been working and I also know a lot of guys that haven't been working. So I think the bigger question now becomes with this particular stay at home order is what does this do to the Gen 7 car? Because it can't be developed if you can't work in a facility. Right. So I don't know how far this puts them those guys behind on, on that piece of it a lot of moving parts and pieces obviously for it to come together anyway and to completely suspend everything in our state you know holy cow and look that's the least important thing that people are dealing with right now we got a lot of people that aren't getting paid we got a lot of people wondering how they're gonna you know pay their bills and feed their families um but at the end of the day as a sport we can turn the lights back on really quickly and get back on to the racetrack man i just well it's just popped up on twitter the uh next gen car is getting delayed until later in the 2021 season so we'll not be using it in daytona they did not give a date doesn't appear as of this moment um but yeah so now it's gonna be pushed back in the year 2021 well my first thing about that is can we go back and fix the bush clash then to where we actually run it on the oval versus running the road course yeah that'd be nice I hope they do that. I hope they do a short race. That'd be fun. I mean, we were, I was talking to Travis Stock yesterday uh, and JD, who's on my team. Uh, we ran at each other uh, via virtual FaceTiming, I guess, to be safe about it. Uh, and, and literally, they were telling me that this Gen 7 thing is going to have a hard time getting done when the businesses that are supporting it and are developing it and are ultimately going to be building it are going to be closed for 30 to 45 days right here. So I don't think it's a, a big surprise. I think, you know, when we first talked about a two-week deal, um, it was one thing. Now, when you're talking about eight weeks, nine weeks, they just couldn't keep up with it, man. They couldn't catch up to it. So I, at least we are. It's, it's a double edged sword here. At least we are trying to push something out that's not ready. But I don't want to run half the season in one car and half in the other either. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you just go from, you know, one complete like it's nowhere near the same thing. You know what I mean? Like we run say to the damn whenever all, you know, Fourth of July weekend. And then all of a sudden we just swap and run a completely different car starting over like i feel like this would probably be better suited to just push it back a full season i've seen where i think formula one did that you know they're obviously in the middle you know being across the whole globe 
they've they've encountered bigger problems than we have with this, and they've pushed their they had a new package coming. I think they've pushed it to even twenty twenty three maybe. So you know, like I feel like that that might have been the better route to take, but. You know, it is what it is. Like you said, you don't want to roll it out there if it's not 100% ready to go. Well, I think we always pretend that we know everything, but the reality is we don't. There are probably some things that we don't know. I just know from a fan perspective, from an industry perspective, like what a challenge it'll be to run half the races with one model of a car, and then we're going to come back out for the second half of the year or whenever that is and run a different model car, and it bleed into the championship. Like that's a, that's a pretty big curveball for the players. You know what I mean? It's like you take a, a pitcher, and instead of him pitching for, for 90 feet, he's going to come in the last – two ends of the game and he's going to throw from 70 feet right like it's it's a pretty big curveball to the players spot on spot off timmy hill bumps william byron out of the way and wins the i racing race how about you brett timmy hill hey tj said last week he would have fenced uh, denny hamlin if he were dell jr and dell jr didn't do that dell jr was mr nice guy uh i think timmy's got one coming but at the end of the day, man, what a great thing for him, his brand, his sponsors to go out there and win the race. Fox obviously had a presence there. Here's the coolest thing about it for me is we're getting a chance to see the personalities of some guys we don't typically see. The Garrett Smithleys, the Timmy Hills. And I, and I gave Timmy a shout out, man. He looked amazing yesterday on the broadcast. I called him a modern day John Travolta. So get it, Timmy. Yeah, obviously big for uh Big for a guy like Timmy Hill, just like Brett said, these guys getting TV time. Uh, obviously, they're consistent. You know, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the race about, you know, we had seen some different faces up there, you know, towards the front. Uh, John Hunter comes to mind. There's a couple different guys. Um, but, you know, by the time the race was over, it was kind of similar guys that had gotten back up there. Uh, Ryan Priest was actually really quick yesterday also. So it's cool to see stuff like that. Guys, you know, these guys put the time in. They, they you know, you can go find Garrett pretty much every day of the week and find him streaming at some point or practice racing. Um, so, you know, these guys put the time in, and, and it's reaping the benefits of it right now. Yeah, I'm spot on for Timmy. It was a good race again. Um, those are the guys we thought would be up there, and uh, – I mean, we saw some personalities come out in the mid pack too. You know, some things that there's a lot of there's a lot of tendencies in that race that are that happen in real life as well with them drivers. But uh, exciting race! Um, I didn't watch the whole broadcast because I was spotting there for part of it, um, except for the beginning. Um, but you know, spot on for Timmy. Good for him, like Brett said. Good for him and anybody who wants to promote and. Um, you know, he he literally still looks like he could sit there and sell car insurance or something still when he's done racing. So he could turn the computer off or turn off iRacing and, and sell some insurance. So, you know, I'm not going to give him John Travolta because, you know, I think I think Timmy could make Brett a big fan if he wins again and gets up and does like one of them old John Travolta moves. Yeah, from those disco moves. <laughs> Stand that, alive. That, would, that would probably Stand get alive. Timmy a lot of followers yeah. and uh would probably become there might be even be a t-shirt made of that with timmy's head on it doing some sort of disco move or something disco timmy maybe we can hey. <laughs> tj i gotta ask you why did we see a few guys this week run up front at texas that we didn't see run up front at homestead and why do we see some of the guys that ran up front last week like denny like he just completely disappeared and fell off the earth well what's the difference from one track to the next because you would think they drive similarly being that it is uh, obviously a video game um, I mean, just different ca- track car- characteristics as well. Um, of course, the guys that race a lot on there are going to know the ins and outs of it. But there's also um, there was a lot of uh, 
a lot of trick stuff at Homestead as well to do in qualifying. There wasn't as much at Texas to do. It was just go out there, and uh, it was just like mile and a half qualifying. You needed to get off pit road fast and get out there and run two good laps as fast as you can. But unlike real real life, you can't. We, they can't trim the car out in, in in iRacing. You can't trim your car out when it's a fixed setup. You know, if we were to get on there now, we would all be racing the same setup. So you can't do that stuff. Um, but just different. You know, some guys just little bit better at that track you know uh i think um you could tell the guys that put some practice in there i know i know priest has practiced a lot and honestly a lot of them guys practice a lot i saw uh you know kyle and them kyle was putting in a lot of time this last week to run texas and um he's even more he's even focusing more on running bristol next too so uh, i think bristol will be a lot of fun to watch and, How much uh, harder is Bristol going to be to drive for them guys that haven't run this game a lot? Bristol's going to be a hand. I mean, it's just it's hard to pass, man. It's going to be hard to pass. You're going to see guys miss the corners a little bit. You'll you'll. I think our racing's harder than the real racing part of it because um, there's there's no it is harder, but there's no seat of the pants feel. So everything's hand eye coordination, and some guys like. I can see a guy like when he sits down at my computer and like if you were on there, I see the car get loose standing behind you before you do it. Not you're not turning the wheel to catch it, yet, and I see it, I see it getting loose. Um, it's just stuff you have to learn. Like you have to you have to learn it. And Bristol's going to be. Um, I hope they practice a lot, a lot because it's going to be how a many, handful. How many resets do you think they're going to need this week? Oh, man, they're going to need a lot of resets. I, they think they get one, but. There's um it, it can be a good race, but you have to know your limits like anything else. And the reason you know the reason we don't see a lot of wrecks is because these guys are really good in real life, man. The cars are stuck to the ground, and when you give forty, you know, thirty eight, forty drivers cars that are that are already really good, the cars that are stuck to the ground, you're not going to see many wrecks. So um, that's why we like tires that slide around, hot slick racetracks and stuff. But uh, this week could be exciting. Next one, Freddie, I'm going to let you take this because I have no clue oh, what he said. I've, I've got to pull up my show sheet because Schultz apparently thinks I went to more Spanish classes than I did. <laughs> All right. Daniel Suarez, say Estrella <laughs> Tratando de Sacar Ty Dillon. What the f*** did you say? <laughs> Jason, what did I just say? That was a very good attempt there, Freddie. That was great. That was great. Daniel Suarez wrecks himself attempting to crash Ty Dillon. Oh. What an idiot. Brett, can can I get a what an idiot on this one? I mean, What an idiot? I don't even know what just happened. God. Did you you see it? Did you see the wreck, Brett? Like when he just, I don't remember if we showed it on TV or if I saw it on Twitter last night. It was the the end of the race is a little foggy for us. When he um, missed him. Yeah, he's trying to wreck Ty Dillon. <laughs> completely missed him. Like, 100% swing and a miss. Destroyed his car. Ruined the race for people on top of that. Like, guys had tire strategies. Guys had a pit strategy planned out. And this guy just goes and, and tries to wreck somebody for, I don't know, who knows. Did you look back and see why he was trying to wreck him, TJ? I don't know. Hang on, well, my, my wife's eating a cupcake. <laughs> Tell her to share. Um, Was there a reason for this? I didn't see what happened in the beginning uh, to make it, but I did see the swing and a miss. (laughs) They did that. (laughs) I saw that for sure. He evidently, uh, there's some replays of some races that have that that's happened in in real life. Maybe he could have studied up on that. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, that was definitely a swing and a miss. Spot off. If you're going to do it, get him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got to get him if you're going to do it. That was so he got parked basically. If you're going to basically got parked for swinging and missing, I mean, that's the ultimate strikeout. How do you do yeah. that? You know, the other guy's you're still in, racing. Yeah, you're in trouble and you didn't get any retribution for it. Yeah, I mean, the middle of the corner when he's on the outside, he's way more doable than down the straightaway trying to match the speed and, you know, the right timing and everything. Um, I mean, that Jimmy Spencer wouldn't have missed. No, <laughs> nobody else would have missed. I don't know how you do it. Well, I mean, I can show you. <laughs> I, I saw it yesterday. <laughs> Freddie, can you say it again one more time? Because that was great. No, no chance I'm saying it again. Say Estrella Tratando de Sacar Ty Dillon? Yeah, good job. You know, they say it like... Uh, Way faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear Brett say it. Go ahead, Brett. Where, where is this at? It's in the green. Third one. It's in the green. Say Estrella Tratadas de Nascar. De Sascar. That is not Nascar. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Suarez say Estrella Tentado de Scascar. Tadilla. <laughs> Good work. Tomasa D say, what an idiot. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. <clears throat> what you got a show in off? Spanish one time. Oh, that was great. <laughs> the three-hour show. Oh, all right. Spot on, spot off. The first NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader to take place during Brickyard 400 weekend at Indy. And Tony Stewart is interested in running all three races. How about you, Brett? Oh, man. You know, what? if there's any positives that is coming out of this crap we're dealing with, it's it's things like this, man. I've always wanted to see us and IndyCar work together. Um, obviously, that's in a very special market for Indy. And, and I always look at us selfishly as, you know, if we do something, it'll help IndyCar. And, and in this situation, I think IndyCar will do a lot to help us. So what a complete win-win for both Series Obviously, Roger Penske owning IndyCar now may be a big advantage uh, and a big reason why we're able to pull this off. Uh, Roger, obviously, is deeply entrenched into the NASCAR ownership side, being a former track owner. You know, people forget that he built places like Fontana. He built places like Michigan International Speedway. So, uh, brilliant, brilliant move. I hope this is a sign of things to come in the future when we both can win, right? When we both are in a position to help each other. And when I look at Indianapolis, I think that's absolutely what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, any chance to, any chance we get to cross promote with another series and then maybe draw some of their fans to ours and vice versa. Um, there's no secret that we needed some attendance boost at Indianapolis. Uh, obviously, you watch the races there, and obviously, it's it's it doesn't look as good because the place holds so many people. So you scatter fifty thousand people around a place that holds three thousand, three hundred thousand. It looks terrible, but uh, you know, hopefully, this will draw a little bit more for us and and them. Um, and as far as Tony goes, man, wave the rules. Let this guy race whatever he wants to race that week. Yeah, I think uh, somebody like Tony announcing that or, you know, with interest, that does nothing but build up for that weekend. All this time leading up to that, people are going to get more interested in it. And the ver- the early brickyards were super uh, packed with people. But that was because, we, you know, the first time as you go back to places like that, it's going to lose its, you know, it's not just original anymore. So, um, that place seats so many compared to the Indy 500. That's like comparing our Daytona 500 to that, you know. So, and that place is built for the Indy 500, you know. So I wouldn't expect us to go there and and max it out. But events like this, 
I think it's a home run, man, for everybody, especially if you got a guy like Tony that's going to get in any race that he can get in there and go and run. That's that's man, that's awesome, man. I don't. I suspect there'll be others that do it as well. If, if he's interested in doing it, why wouldn't you? And that I mean, does right. nothing but draw. That's interest. That draws interest from the fans. That draws. I mean, I'm interested in it. Um, maybe I can. Maybe I can pick up an Indy car that weekend and spot the road course. You know, which I think would be pretty cool to do. So uh, I don't. Know, I think it's great. Yeah, I want to see Tony Stewart be able to run all three, like Freddie said. Make up a waiver. If this guy wants to run him, let him run him. I also want to see some of their IndyCar guys come maybe drive our stuff, right? I mean, we've had our guys like Jimmy Johnson talk about running an IndyCar race. I mean, get Marco Andretti an opportunity to come race. So, and obviously, Pitsky and Ganassi have ties to both series. So, a guy like Larson, if he wants to go run that road course race, man, let him. I think it's a great opportunity for us to truly cross promote our products put their drivers in our cars put our drivers in their cars what what a great storyline this could be not yeah, to mention the it. fans too intertwine the fans you know get both of them there i mean we're gonna if the indy cars are there we're gonna watch them we're gonna want to see it 100 percent. and it's yeah. probably the same way for the indy car fans they're gonna want to check our stuff out when we're there you know so i think it's i think it's great yeah. What is so the rule? I try to read up on Pockers a little bit here because we've seen this before with a team kind of adding a fifth car with a guy like uh, Cole Custer last year driving the 51 car. I assume the rule is because Tony owns those cars, he can't be in the race. Is that what the wording is? Correct. If for, for basically for it to happen, Freddie, Tony would have to drive like the 10 or the 14 or the 41, and we would have to farm out one of our other guys. And I'm sure NASCAR would figure out what we're trying to do and still have to approve it. But here's the thing. This is special circumstances. Tony's a special guy, you know, two-time cup champion, an Indy champion, an Indy 500 winner. This guy's done it all across all forms of motorsports. If he wants to run all three races, you let him run all three races. Casey, are they running the midget race that week, too? I was about to say that. Uh, they could, he could technically run four because the midget race, as, uh, as scheduled, it's supposed to be um, two days leading up to it. So he could oh. run the USAC race. He could then run the Xfinity. He could run the IndyCar. I mean, there's there's tons of opportunities here. I don't know if Smoke's getting a midget anytime oh, soon. Oh, come on. He tested. He was the, <laughs> one of the first cars on this, tra- on this track when they built it. So really? I don't think uh, you caught the joke there, but okay. <laughs> I know what you got. I got it. What are you trying to say? I think it could be really cool either way. So it, <laughs> it should be. be cool. I mean, it's July 4th weekend, too. I mean, July 4th in India is miserable, but I think. Casey, that, when are those races? Is that Thursday? Uh, usually it's Wednesday, Thursday. So That's a long week of racing I, right there. Yeah, I, I think it's Wednesday, Thursday still. Indy is one of the best markets we go to. That downtown area is great. A lot of fun restaurants and things to do. I could tell you right now, if we don't have to work, after the Indy car race, meaning that there's no cup happy hour or anything on the track, I can promise you I will grab a beer and go sit in the stands and watch that road race, man. How awesome is that? I've, I've seen an Indy car race in person at Charlotte. It's the only time I've ever had the opportunity to see them live. Uh, I would love to go see this thing. How awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I'd like to spot it. Spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin challenges Corey LaJoy on iRacing, tweeting him, for years, we've been hearing how bad your cars are. Now's your chance. Log on to iRacing to learn more. TJ. Uh, spot on. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't think, um, I don't know if there's any hostility between them or whatever, but uh, Denny's plugging iRacing <laughs> pretty good here lately. But um, I've seen Corey race a lot of different cars you know, coming up through the ranks. I saw Corey run a modified run. I've seen Corey run a lot of different stuff there when he was coming up through the ranks and uh, did fairly well. 
um, I thought. But, you know, I, I was racing with Corey last night, and uh, I actually wrecked him once. And, but it was, he, needs a new, he needs a better internet connection. So, Corey, before you get on iRacing anymore, please get a faster internet connection. <laughs> if only he'd get Xfinity. Corey needs to pull a couple pennies yes. off the stack and, and uh, get some Xfinity internet over there to help him out but uh, like like tj said that you know Corey is super talented or kind of him and bubba came up through the ranks together so i got to see Corey race a lot i've spotted for Corey a couple times uh he's won in a modified one in a k&n car one in an arca car one in late models he's he's won just about everything he's got into that was was compared you know competitive equipment so you know uh you know but this like he said this is all for for fun, these guys are kind of going back and forth with each other. Denny's doing a lot of this these days. He's I saw him calling for for people to lose their resets last night on Twitter for next week if they uh, if they cause accidents. So so Denny's doing a hell of a job promoting everything, and this is just another case of that. Well, Lambert wasn't there, so maybe he can just blame the spotter. Because <laughs> you can see, I can tell you this, Brad. I don't know if you know this or not. You can when you're inside there, you can click on the the entry list who's in there. And it has a little plus next to their name, and you can click on that plus, and you can see who the spotter is. And I know a handful of these guys had the real spotters. I can tell you this: uh, Neil, Derek was in there. Uh, Joel Edmonds Joel, was spotting for Biffle. Joel was in there. Joel was in there. Uh, there was a handful of these guys that had their. Hersman was in there with Kyle. Was uh, he really? Yeah. So there's a lot of guys that are starting to get on there. I had three or four calls this week. So like, hey, driver called me and wanted me to get on there and spot for him. How do I go about doing it? And I got a couple of them hooked up on there to, to go on there and spot. So uh, that tells you how far it's, how much is evolving. So I think, I think one of these races we should all, like the 40 of us or 35, whatever there is of us, get together and just randomly draw numbers and spot for whoever we get, like <laughs> just whoever it is. So you have to password your spotter. Like you set your password, and a couple of guys didn't have it set for the first week. Like Allgaier didn't have his set, so he had a bunch of random guys joining in there trying to <laughs> tell him. <where> to... <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's what it looked like. What yeah. you guys should have done yesterday for your live stream is get really drunk and try and spot somebody, Brett and Freddie. I don't know if you're watching. That's what we did. <laughs> well, we did the really drunk part anyway. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think the spotting part. I didn't see that part. You know, the Corey LaJoy thing, um, I, I think Corey is probably more of a realist in the way he views the iRacing community, and he's not saying that it translates into you being able to be a real race car driver, and I think some of the people that are suggesting that, um, I think Corey probably has a different viewpoint, um, and, and I think Denny obviously is, like TJ said, doing a great job of promoting it, promoting the platform, Um and I mean, Denny's not wrong. If you get on there, everybody's car's the same, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, the guy that has spent the most hours practicing that game is going to be the guy that does the best most of the time. Probably going to be hard for Corey considering he just had a baby two weeks ago. <laughs> most of that yeah. is true. The more time you put in, the faster you are. But that goes to real life, too, though. I mean, you put a lot of time in your craft, you get better at it as you go along. But, um, I don't think, like I said before, I don't, you know, iRacing, it's incredibly hard to do. Um, you know, there's, there's, you just gotta, you gotta drive it real, but you're not gonna, like you, I don't think you can take, like, a, you can get maybe one or two of them guys that could maybe get in a real car and be competitive right off the get go, you know, just have that, have that, um, natural, abil- yeah, just have the natural ability to do it. But, um, you know, I don't know. There's definitely people that I think have the talent to do it, but, you know, you can't, it's hard to say that, you know, you, you take a seven-time champion like Jimmy and put him on the computer that he's never really driven, and he, it's going to take him a while to get good at, you know what I mean? So, 
Let me ask you this, TJ. So, like, Denny has publicly said his rig is a $100,000 sim. Like, when you watch what Majeski is racing on, what Timmy Hill is racing on, like, they probably got a couple thousand dollars in those rigs, right? So, so, so there really is no advantage to having nicer stuff, so to speak. Obviously, you need the graphics and you need the internet speed. But outside of that, there's really no advantage because you're just looking at a monitor. No, and even honestly, the internet speed, all you need is an average internet connection. You don't have to have some super fast connection. Um, computer doesn't, you can run around laptops. It doesn't have to be the greatest. Obviously, they do a lot of work in these things to make it look real. So the better computer you have, the better it looks, the more realistic it looks. And um, that's when iRacing becomes phenomenal is when you have a really good computer and you can turn the graphics up. These tracks look they look exactly like real man they look they look and the cars are phenomenal looking you know the guys there's a lot of talented guys that paint the cars for the for the game and um but you know it's it's uh i don't know man it's it's just you just got to be able you just got to be able to separate the difference in it you know what i mean like you don't you don't have to have like you don't have to have a hundred thousand dollar computer though or a setup you don't have to do that like i don't i don't get a rig i have a flat desk and a monitor and a computer and a steering wheel so it's just whatever you get used to and use but you don't have to have a lot of money into it anybody you know that wants to get started on racing you don't have to have all this stuff just get on amazon buy your computer steering wheels whatever you get used to like look at majeski's deal it's he's got it propped up on a book with a fan blowing on to keep it cool <laughs> what's the deal with majeski i think going into this people that, that were somewhat familiar with iRacing knew that ty was probably one of that, and then people posted stats about how many races Ty won. You think that's just a product of the fixed setups, kind of even in the playing field? No, uh, I, Ty runs a lot of. If you were to get into a super late model race with Ty, you're probably going to lose. Um, he gets he's really 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 good on iRacing, racing, but he's really like his bread and butter is the super late model stuff. Um, you know the short track stuff, super late model things like that. When you start getting to the bigger tracks, he's fast, but just not. That's not really is not, it, not it, the same really, level. Yeah, he's not on the same level there. But he has a ton of i races. I forget how many it was, but he's got a ton. He's got thousands of i races, and he's got two counts ranked in the top five. I think so. You got to race a lot to do that. Yeah. Welcome to Xfinity Fastlane. We're so excited to have Xfinity sponsoring this segment now. And if you don't already know. It's a great time to get Xfinity Internet that's as fast as this segment. I hate you, Brett. She started she started <laughs> noticing us. She's like, welcome. I was trying to be excited. So here we go. I'll ask six questions. These guys will have tech 10 seconds to respond. If they go over 10, Jason will mute them. First question. When NASCAR resumes racing, what tracks will be best to host a Wednesday night race? Atlanta, Miami, Texas, Bristol, Richmond, Dega, and Dover are our options. Brett, how about you? We can never run Talladega on a Wednesday. That is a full weekend experience. we got to go to Talladega on a Saturday. The other ones we can drive to, like the Martinsville's, the Bristol's, are not destination markets. 100% we can do those on Wednesday nights. DJ? Uh, we can't run Dover at night because it has no lights. Um, Talladega needs to be a good, a good uh, weekend, like Brett said. But yeah, Atlanta... Richmond, Bristol, any of them. Let's do it. Ready? Yeah, Bristol for sure. Bristol's already had Wednesday night races with the trucks and the modifieds, so they, we already know that works. And uh, I'd like to see Martinsville now that they have lights. Anywhere with lights, we can run Wednesday night. Question number 
Question number two. Among Texas, Bristol, Richmond, Dega, and Dover, what track do you think would be best to host a doubleheader weekend during its second race this season? Freddie. Uh, I think it's got to be Dover. I think NASCAR's kind of made a point of saying that they're not going to have doubleheaders in the playoffs, and Dover's the only race that's not in the playoffs out of these three out of these race options. Right. I wasn't listening. Of course no you kidding. weren't. What track was it? Let TJ go. I'm reading it. TJ. Uh, it's got to be Dover as well. Um, it's just suited for it. You might maybe knock a 100 miles out of the Saturday race or both of them or something like that. Uh, but I think Dover is probably the best fit as well. Yeah, this was a great question with only one answer that we all three could do. So <laughs> Dover, Dover, and Jason, it's still Dover. Good job. I'm Good just going to mute Brett for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Please have the power to do that. Thank you. Can I do it? I can give you permission next week. Yeah, thank you. Uh. Question number three. With Timmy Hill winning Sunday's iRacing race, which underfunded driver do you think would perform best if given top-tier equipment? TJ. Um, I'd like to see Corey LaJoy move up, uh, getting something really good. I'd like to see him in some equipment that's a little bit better. Uh, strictly for Twitter wars. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I think I think it'd be interesting to see what Timmy could do. <laughs> Is this the point in the show where I have to pick my guy, Bubba? Bubba? I'd like to see Bubba and better stuff now. Uh, uh, I, I, a guy like Brett Moffat probably would come to my mind as, as a guy that could probably do a lot with more better equipment. Man, I want to pick Landon Castle, but he got JRM stuff and didn't do as well as I thought he'd do. So, um, honestly, I, I'm going to say Bubba Wallace for a lot of reasons. He's a friend of mine, a guy I really respect, and I, I want to see him get a chance. He hadn't had a shot yet. After some questionable non-caution calls in Sunday's iRacing race, what is the most... What? Egregious. I can speak Spanish. You can't speak English? <laughs> I think I skipped over this when I read this over. Egregious? Is that what it is? Egregious. <laughs> Egregious. Wow. Make sure this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get out of the house. Um, after some questionable non-caution calls on Sunday's iRacing race, what is the most egregious officiating call you have ever seen NASCAR make? Brett. When Elliot Sadler took the lead at Indianapolis in the inaugural Xfinity Series race because Sam Hornish spun his tires on a restart. Call. Okay. TJ. Um, man, there's a lot to pick from. <laughs> I don't really know if I can narrow it down to one. I guess we all feel like at certain times we get, we get the short end of the stick, but um, I don't have any right away. Uh, I had a we there was a race where there was a wreck. We were in a truck race. Probably Bubba's gonna be Bubba's first win, and we we got there was a wreck in front of us, and we got through. We came out with the lead, and they put like four trucks back in front of us. Yeah, no good. If you were to go back and rewatch a replay of any race you spotted in your career, name the first one you would watch and the one that you refused to watch again. Freddie. Huh, I don't know. Probably the Martinsville win with uh, the Wendell Scott truck. That was a good day. We had some four-wide stuff there at the end. It was exciting. I, I'd probably go back and watch that. Not watch Not watch again. Probably that Pocono wreck. I don't, I don't need to see that anymore. Brett? Uh, for sure. Um, one of two, man. The, the, the one win that I just had with Ross last year at Talladega. Um, or Daytona, rather. That was super fun. And Elliott's first win at Bristol in 2001. Uh, both, both really, really fun races to watch. 
TJ? I'd say 2014 Daytona 500, and the one I would not want to watch again would probably be the 2019 Daytona 500. I feel like if we slid up in front of Kyle with Ryan Priest behind us, Denny Hamlin's a sitting duck, and we win another Daytona 500. Off the wall question. After hearing of Joe Diffie's passing over the weekend, what's your favorite Joe Diffie song? TJ. Um, I'd say uh, John Deere Green. It's a good one. Freddie. Prop me up beside the jukebox when I die. (laughs) You just said mine. My favorite Joe Diffie song, Joe Diffie didn't even sing. The guy wrote a song about Joe Diffie. Joe, Joe, Joe Diffie. Remember that song? That's how famous Joe Diffie is. Somebody wrote a song about him. 1984. Jussie Jason said creep onto the camera. (laughs) That's because Brett said, that's because Brett cursed again. Every time you stole my pick. Stop letting Freddie go before me. This is pissing me off. Hey, Brett, say say the F word about three times right in a row. Guys, Watch his hand. There you go. here comes a hand. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now put your pants on. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Me and Brett are still in unfiltered mode. Man, that segment was as fast as Xfinity's internet. Big thanks to Xfinity for coming on board with Door Bumper Clear this year. NASCAR fans are the best at supporting brands that support racing, and Xfinity is a huge supporter of NASCAR. Support them and go get some Xfinity Internet today. They've been a great partner for the sport and glad to have them on our podcast. Go follow at Xfinity Racing on social media for some great racing coverage. Man, we got some great news here, Door Bumper Clear fans. There's a new line of Dirty Mo merchandise available now for you to buy and sport the Dirty Mo brand. That's right. Go to DirtyMoMedia.com, select the Dirty Mo Media gear tab, and when you check out, use code DBC10, DBC10, to get 10% off your order. Get your gear now. Did you get that tattoo that everybody got, the brand? When, when that Dirty Mo came out, there was this Dirty Mo posse, there's all this DMP. Like, did you get the tattoo? I did not. I uh, watched it. I could smell the skin burning, and I'm not How many it. guys do you think got that brand? Four or five. Yeah. Josh. Maybe. Did Josh Schneider get it? Yeah, the Josh is the worst one. Mitch Lash. Josh is the worst one because they did it once and they thought they didn't do it good enough, so they heated it back up. Oh, and they did branded it him twice? Right over the old one. And you could smell it, and it was the worst thing ever, so I didn't do it. Oh, I don't blame you. Not doing it. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. Ask TBC first question is from E-U-N-G-E-R-V-T. With iRacing races running shorter distances, does this help push the argument to shorten real cup races? How about you, Brett? I'd say no. Um, I, I think there's a lot of us that want to run shorter races at a lot of tracks, but I think ultimately, man, it's a TV decision. If TV wants to sell four hours worth of ads, guess what they're going to do? Sell four hours worth of ads. I think it would help um, a lot of our races like Adobe or Pocono to even run shorter than what we're – and then, listen, I remember when those were 500-mile races. Now they're 400. I'm all about taking at least one of those for each track and doing a 300 just to see how it goes and to give them some identity. Yeah, I think, I, I think you know – 
I think it'd be a popular decision if you shorten some of them just, you know, but like he said, TV needs the time to sell ads. They're going to maximize their content as much as they can. Uh, Live content always kicks, you know, they they always kill it with live content. So that's going to take precedence over a recorded show or something. I'm in a wind tunnel all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think this helps any because these races have turned into a bit of a mess. Yesterday was better than the week before. So hopefully they keep getting better. But I wouldn't mind seeing a couple shorter races here and there. I think there's definitely a couple that could be short, uh, shortened up a little bit. But, man, I don't I think we're used to what we're running at now. I think, uh, I think, um, you know, majority of the races are a good length. There might be one or two that are, you know, a couple that maybe could take a little bit off of, but I mean, these races go by pretty quick now. I think there's a, I mean, the longest one in my opinion is obviously a traditional race in Darlington, which I think is perfect that it's that long. It takes forever, but man, it's just, it's an attrition race too. You got to survive, you know? And, that's just part of it that makes you want to go there and win that race a little bit more because it's a little bit longer and just tough so i think uh i like how our races are tj do you think for at least not obviously our normal racing but for i racing they'd consider doing like heat races qualifiers things like that just to make it a little bit different you know i think uh i think heat races might be pretty fun depending on the track i think uh they're going to be messy because if you put them guys out there and and uh, given the right track, I think heat races could be fun. We tried some heat race stuff in the Xfinity Series before, but I'm not 100% sure they were at the right tracks. I think if you're going to do heat races, they need to be at short tracks. I don't think mile-and-a-half heat races are doing much good. Um, but I don't know. I think I, I think heat races on iRacing would get pretty messy because guys are going to be more aggressive, and they know if you tear your car up, you get a brand-new one in a little bit. So. Um, I don't think so. I think just practice qualifying and get good at it. Yeah, I mean, these races were were the length they were because, you know, back in the 70s, this was a test to your machinery. You know, they, could you go 500 miles? You know, could you go 600 miles at the Coke 600? Nowadays, we can run forever and ever and ever. So so it's no longer that aspect of it. It's just, you know, like we've talked about TV time and, and uh, just, you know, letting the strategies play out. Next question is from Shell underscore Rainer. Have you ever had to tell your driver during a race to just shut up, listen to me, and drive? Freddie. Brett. We know he has. <laughs> I, know. I actually I actually use this exact quote. Not with not so much with Bubba. I have told Bubba like that's enough. That's when he'll go on a tangent and start ripping. He has that ability, believe it or not. But there was a time with um, Leilani Munter in an Arca race where she was complaining about her steering. Something that we could, like the steering box was too slow in the race. Like there, there was just nothing that we could do about it. And she kept going and going and going and get your dinger ready, Jason. I told her, you have two options. Shut the f- up and drive the race car or pull it in the garage. And she said, okay, I'll shut the f- up. And that was the end of it. <laughs> she thanked me afterwards. <laughs> mm. I'm way um, too polite to tell anybody to shut up. Yeah. We know. I don't think I've ever told anybody to shut up uh, and drive the race car. You, uh, I, oh, I have. I just didn't key the button. You know, I think we all have. I'm sure Brett and Freddie have both said, to, you know, yeah. said certain things, just not keyed up. Um, not key up. I don't care. Well, there's <laughs> there's certain times, you know. I, I mean, look, the reality is there's very few drivers out there that can talk. And drive faster at the same time. The majority of them, when they press that button, 
they slow down. And I've seen guys slow down as much as three or four tenths a lap because what they're focused on is versus driving. And when they're not focused on driving, they drive slower. So um, I'm not afraid to say every time you key the button up, you run slower to make them shut up or, you know, whatever. Todd Parrott was one of my favorite crew chiefs I've ever worked with. He would literally key up and say, shut up and drive the car. And guess what you did? You shut up and drove the car because it was Todd Parrott talking to you. So um, I, I, I think TJ will agree. If they're talking, they're typically going to run slower. I just remember Burdett telling the driver one time, the driver just got done going on a rant. Uh, I don't remember who it was, <coughs> Regan. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, he went on a little tangent, and Burnett just goes, uh, are you done? <laughs> just <laughs> casually asked him, are you done yet? And I'm pretty sure it pushed Regan over the top. Uh, you say that usually <laughs> makes it way worse. <laughs> he just quit at that point. Like, he just stopped. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, uh, are you done? It just got silent. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like a reverse psychology type thing. But here, here, man, here's the cool part about it, though. Like, I've worked with crew chiefs that you can just completely just trash their cars. You, this car's the biggest piece of I've ever driven in my life. It's so tight it won't turn in a 40 acre field. And then the guy will key up and go, 10 4. But then I've also worked with crew chiefs, uh, Booga. That will turn around and just absolutely argue you with everything you're saying. It's like you're talking crap about their baby. You're telling them to their face they have an ugly baby, and they're defending it. Like so, so sometimes you work with guys that are really sensitive, and sometimes you work with guys that literally, like Johnny Klausmeyer. It doesn't matter what you tell him about the car. Johnny, we only got two tires on this thing. The other two are in the infield. The back end's on fire. Like I'm gonna have to climb out. Johnny O'Keefe be like, ten four. <laughs> you just never yeah. know, man. It's just about personalities. It's kind of like. Some people, when they get real mad in a text message or whatever, instead of, like, saying something smart, all you get is the K. You know what I mean? That's, like, Thumbs up. Yeah, it almost K. is worse. Yeah. <laughs> if you respond with a K to something that's, like, somebody's, like, uh, you know. <laughs> I know. If I, respond, if, I, if I answer Megan with a K, it's an instant fight. We're not talking for 12 <laughs> Megan, hours. Megan, you want to get in the back seat? Mm-hmm. K. <laughs> K. Or, or if you don't even respond with a K, you just, like, like the text. Oh, that's it. <laughs> That's it. Megan knows the police. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, this next one is from Big Underscore Red Twenty Four. What is your favorite car that you've ever owned, TJ? Oh man, I haven't owned a lot of cars. I tend to hang on to cars for a long time, but I did have a, uh, I did have a '95 Firebird at one point, and it was actually a lot of fun to drive. Uh, that was probably my favorite car that I owned. Did your car have a name? Pontiac Firebird? No. You don't name your cars? <laughs> no, I don't name my cars. What's your, what, what do you drive, a do-funny? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, <laughs> I could say something right there, but I'd probably get in trouble. We, uh, we named our cars at P-Town. Man, my favorite car, and I've had a lot of cars is a Mazda 626. It was a 1986 Mazda 626, and we called it the Mazda, uh, me and all my friends. So uh, I totally That's original wreck yeah, in Charlotte. I ran a stoplight, <laughs> and I got T-boned, and I went spinning out in front of the Pizza Hut on Independence Boulevard. And the cop got there, and she was like, did you run that red light? And I said, ma'am, I didn't see a stoplight to tell you what color it was to start with. She didn't give me a ticket. She sent me home with a totaled Mazda. Uh, we bought it back from the insurance company. I got it repaired, 
and uh, I kept it until I was out of college, and I sold that, and I bought a BMW 325, and I will never, ever, if I had that to do over again, I would have kept that blue Mazda, man. What a great car. I said, did you just name that car because somebody pronounced it wrong there? I was going to say, Mazda. I think everybody <laughs> called your car a Mazda. Like the, the Mazda. It was the Mazda. What's my truck? Got? My truck got a name? Did you, start, did you stop naming them after you? After That's a while? Bertha. Yeah, you got Bertha on Bertha. your hands. Yeah, she's it's, a big old. <laughs> why'd you, Cue why'd Jason's you arm. That, uh, wait a minute. Why'd you get that big car, Freddie? You don't even have kids in there. I just needed something to get to the airport, and yeah, I stole bigger, it from Brett. Bigger, I didn't. Hey, I didn't really pay for it. I just stole it. Bigger backseat. Ten of windows. I ain't no telling what him and Megan's yeah, been that's doing. What I'm saying he's got a bigger back you seat. Can't, you cannot see out of this truck. You got to roll. If you want to go somewhere, you got to roll the windows down and look around so you can see it's pitch black in there at all times. That's you know, Megan's saying. brother lives with him. And today is Freddie's birthday. John, it's John's birthday today. TJ. So what? Freddie and uh, Meg are going to go on a date in the expedition. They're just going to go sit in the driveway later and give John a minute to himself. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Well, happy oh, birthday, boy. John. Yeah, yeah, it was John's birthday. birthday. He did. Oh, was John out of bed yet? Yeah, he was up here this morning. I don't know where he's at. Now he's, he's watching the dog somewhere. I think he's living babysitter. So John, uh, John's been down here. For, John's been down here for like two years without a job, and as soon as coronavirus hits, he wants to go to work at Amazon. <laughs> nonetheless, like surely that's a safe place to work. You don't deal with many people over there. No no packaging or nothing. I wish John would walk up in the background with like no shirt on and a bowl of cereal Just, or something. <laughs> No, we, don't, we want him to have a shirt on. No, we take that first part out. <laughs> All right, well, who gets a shirt? Oh, Everybody. John. 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 <laughs> I don't think we got him that big. <laughs> oh. I'm going to need, hey, can we get some 4Xs, Brad? I'm, I'm starting to outgrow most of my clothes. I need to. Uh, I need How to you been some, eating at home? Um, Not eating now. It don't matter. Just the fact that I'm sitting here doing nothing all day. I gotta get out. Here's and do how stupid something. I am. Here's how stupid I am. Right. I so can two weeks, this. Two, two weeks ago, they said, "All right, all bars and restaurants are shut down. You're not allowed to come in here and eat." So I've ate every single meal from home. I don't understand how we can still get takeout food. Like I could see if if one place was able to be open and they test these employees like daily or something. But like, how do we know where we can go eat? Because I want to go get some takeout, but I'm scared. How do we know how to do that? You. Uh, Russian roulette. You just have I mean, to hope they're want? wearing gloves. What do you want? I'll cook it here and set it out by the sidewalk and come and grab it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I ain't left my house like, either, so. <laughs> like the other day, I wanted a pizza. Well, I made pizza instead of going to get a pizza, but I didn't want my, my pizza. I wanted to go get, like, a pizza. Yeah, and I didn't go get a pizza because I was worried about it. And I see, I see, like, Joel's rolling through here with delivery. Joel's is a great Asian place right up the street. Like, how do I know it's okay? Like, how do I know that every Uber driver, they said New York had it, or Freddie said that was one of the big spreading factors was Uber drivers. Like, how do I know that the driver ain't got it? How do I know the cook ain't got it? Like, I want to support these local businesses. I've actually been on a GoFundMe page. There's one for Lake Norman Tavern, which is right down by me. And uh, I I donated money to them to help pay their staff. But I'm afraid to eat out. Are y'all in that same boat or no? I have. I ate. Ghost, I had ghost yeah. face the other night just because I, I didn't have anything here to cook at the moment and I didn't feel like cooking. So we had, I had ghost face pizza delivered, but other than that, I haven't eaten out at what all. What is ghost face pizza? Is that the brewery? Yeah, ghost face brewery. It's over here by my house. Hey, awesome pizza. It's really Great good. Pizza. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, really good. No, I didn't know they had pizza. Casey, have you ate, Casey, I know you've been super paranoid about this since you're yeah. pregnant. Like, um, we have eaten out a few times. Yeah, and she ain't cooking. What? 
I cook no. on occasion. Um, not very much. Uh, but <laughs> See, I yeah, right. I have. I have eaten out a few, t- uh, like ordered in a few times, and I mean it's good because they say like contactless delivery, they'll just leave it at your doorstep. But you you really don't know like what's going on at their restaurant. You just kind of have to trust. And I don't know. Have there been studies? I th- thought I saw a tweet that said that they're not sure if it can be spread through food specifically. Um, I don't. I mean, I'd imagine that's probably a risk that like should be considered. But I have a few times and. I mean, it's just a challenge because, like, if there's not anything available at the grocery store or you can't go to the grocery store, like, I haven't gone to the grocery store in a really long time. And um, if you don't have anything, you kind of just have to go for it and hope. We've ordered groceries and had them brought in. Can you still do that? Yeah. Yeah. But we, uh, my wife's so paranoid about it. She, like, wipes everything down when we get it and stuff. And, and, uh, which I did. It's fine. Yeah. Especially with the kids over there. Yeah. Crazy times, man. Crazy times. For sure. Yeah, it's. I'll tell you what, though. Um, it's good to see people. Um, I mean, you walk. I've seen more people walking in the neighborhood. Still, everybody waves at each other. You start. You see people that live in your neighborhood and see you know around. That you're not that you're hanging out with them or whatever, but everyone's waving. Um, I just saw a tweet this morning that said one of the um, soccer clubs. All the players took a seventy percent pay cut to keep paying all the employees. Um, that work for the team that they were going to lay off so they could keep them and pay them full time, which I think there's a lot of people stepping up in this time. And we talked about it before. I think Mark Cuban might have been the first one, one of the first ones to step up and, and do that. Because um, there are going to be people bad off in these times. And it's good to know that, you know, the people that that, that make a lot of money are, are donating and helping out uh, in this time of need. So it's cool to see Americans, you know, come together and help each other. I went out and bought a bunch of bicycles, and I was explaining to my kids how not to use too much front brake, and I showed them what would happen. Did you do guess it? guess what happened? Yeah. I flipped over the f***ing handlebars. <laughs> I cut the <laughs> out of my leg. Look at this. I cut my knee. I cut my... Hold on a minute. Well, we I can confirm. I cut my leg there. Whoa. We cut can... my leg down a hair. Brett's got pants on. Confirm. Yeah, I'm a mess. Brett, we get the point. I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of stories, you know, that, you know, you see a lot of stuff. And one kind of hit close to home here with us. I don't even know if you guys are aware of this, but um, Tyler Green, his wife, Whitney, which her, don't need to go in much detail, but she's had some complications from a gallbladder surgery. And she's in the hospital now with some more complications. And, and Tyler, and the, if they have two kids, young kids, I think like five and then one's a couple months old or almost a year probably now. Um and they can't go see their mom. You know what I mean? They're, so Whitney's by herself in the hospital. Nobody can get to her. You know, I think her mom might work in the hospital, so she may be able to see her. But, you know, you see a lot of stories like that. You know, t- tough times for people where they, if somebody is sick or, you know, older people in the hospital, their families can't go visit them. So, you know, it's stuff like that sucks, really. But uh, just hoping for the best for Tyler and them. I talked to him yesterday on the way home from Brett's, and, and it's kind of a situation. But, uh, you know, thinking about them guys and hoping for the best. Absolutely. Man, that sucks. Yeah, two kids full time. Um, it's hard. I'm lucky to have an hour right now. Every once in a while, you might hear one scream in the background. But, uh, man, uh, Tyler's got his hands full, I'm sure. So, But hopefully the, uh, she can get out of that and get pulled through that and they can get back together again at some point, some, some, sometime soon. Absolutely. That's hard to believe that like, you literally can't are not allowed to go in a hospital. And I know it's that way here. It's that way in Charlotte. It's that way everywhere around every, here. Like, it's yeah. every, hard to believe. 
every appointment has you're not allowed to have like Chad can't go with me to any appointments. Um, and they even said like in August when I'm due that there's a chance, you know, Chad might not even be allowed in in the labor and delivery room. So you, you just don't know. Um, but I know uh, there's a few situations in that in that case as well. Yeah, I think Can they do I'll, like a home delivery? Can you do like a home delivery? Yeah. I'm being serious. Like yeah. I know most of the time I'm well, what I'll, I'll be serious. What, Dude, what go Travis Matt did. No. He had, no. had theirs in their bathtub. No. I I would like an epidural and I would like to have oh. in the bathtub? <laughs> I ain't having no yes. baby in my bathtub. No, no, the hospital is the plan. Casey, can you go to all your normal check? Like, Junior on his podcast was talking about that they're not able to do a lot of the same stuff because of the urgency to get, you know, patients that need more attention right now in. Uh, are you... For Amy? Are you or? talking about for Amy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, no. just some of the, the, I guess, checkup stuff. So, we got lucky. The, our My anatomy skin was last week, and Chad was able to go. Um, but right after, she said, this is the last appointment, and from now on, spouses aren't able to go. Um, they are do. They have allowed. They've they've kept every appointment so far. Um, I had one that was rescheduled to, to Wednesday, um, but so far so good. And I don't know if it's because of being pregnant that that's the case. And I'm not sure what situation Amy's in. But um, yeah, it's it's scary because you walk into the waiting room and nobody's there. Um, but so far nothing has been canceled. Thankfully, because I feel like this is a rough time where you kind of need to be on schedule with how things are going during a pregnancy. Soon well, y'all stay safe out there. Stay active. And man, yeah. what a time. Enjoy the time with your families and stuff. We don't get mandatory breaks like this hardly ever. So enjoy it while you can. Yes, absolutely. Um, don't forget, you know, more ways to win some shirts while you have some time. So be sure to like, share, comment, talk a ton of crap about Brett. I mean, not to post anything, so. I'm going to eat some deviled eggs. Y'all been fun, but I'm hungry. Reviews. Good reviews only. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope y'all are hanging in there during this tough time. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for coming Word. out. Hopefully uh, Jason doesn't screw this video up and um, he's going to delete <laughs> the middle finger. Somebody screenshot that. <laughs> oh, Jason all just right. flipped us all off. <laughs> Yep. Thanks for joining us, and we'll have something new next week. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.